This is News Unbroken, news you likely not going to hear other places. Oh, build back better. What a misnomer indeed. There is so much crap in this bill. We've just got to have hope that the Senate has more sense than the House of Representatives because this bill cannot pass. What we're going to hear from today is a little bit about what is in the Build Back Better bill, how it would affect nursing homes and assisted living. If this bill were to pass as written, we would find seniors out on the street unable to get into assisted living or nursing homes. Let's find out more about that. We have a message that we feel like is extremely important. I'm Mark Parkinson. I'm the president and CEO of Aka NCAL. We represent most of the skilled nursing facilities in the United States. We represent over 4,000 assisted living buildings as well. The incredible challenge that we have with workforce and how two provisions in the Build Back Better Act make that challenge even worse. 2020 created an unprecedented clinical challenge in our buildings. Never before had we faced the disease and the deaths that we experienced as a result of COVID. I think you're all aware that hundreds of thousands of people in our buildings ended up with COVID and sadly, well over 100,000 people ended up dying. As we came into 2021, the good news is that the clinical picture has been better. While there have been cases of COVID in our buildings, the number of cases has dropped dramatically. And fortunately, the number of deaths has dropped dramatically as well. In fact, when you look at how nursing homes have performed relative to COVID in the general population, we've done exceptionally well. We haven't had the surge in nursing homes in both cases and in deaths. And while any case and any death is tragic, we're really pleased with how we've been able to manage the clinical side. Unfortunately, we faced another challenge in 2021, and that is the labor force issue. I think we're all aware that across the economy, there's been this great resignation and millions of people that have left the workforce, but no segment of society has faced it as hard as skilled nursing. And the challenge that that has created has been enormous. We are at a point where we need help on the staffing issue. Unfortunately, two provisions in the Build Back Better Act not only ignore that need for more help, they make the situation much worse. And it's so important that the Senate remove those provisions as it considers the reconciliation bill. Let me just give you a little more information on the labor crisis that we face. Before the pandemic, there were roughly 1.5 million workers in skilled nursing buildings. Since the start of the pandemic, we have lost over 220,000 of those 1.5 million workers. 14% of our workforce is now gone. Now, you might say, well, everybody has suffered those same losses. Well, actually, that's not true. We provided some data last week, and I think we've connected it, that shows that in most other parts of the healthcare continuum, the workforces are back to where they were before the pandemic. If you look at home health, if you look at hospice, if you look at employment in doctors and physicians' offices, and even if you look at hospitals, the data indicates that we're back to where we were on the employment side before the pandemic, or at least close to those numbers. Unfortunately, we're nowhere near that level with skilled nursing facilities, with, again, over 220,000 of our workers have left us and have not been replaced. 
And this created enormous problems. Some facilities have had to close entire wings. There have been a couple of isolated cases where some entire facilities have had to close, but most facilities have had to close new admissions because we just don't have the workers to take care of the residents. We need help and we're coming up with creative solutions and hopefully we will be able to overcome this. But unfortunately, as you look at the Build Back Better bill, it does two things that just make this situation much worse. And those two specific provisions that we need to have removed from the bill are first, what would ultimately become a mandatory minimum staffing provision. There's language in the bill that forces the secretary of HHS to perform a study to determine what the ideal level of staffing is and then after the study says to the secretary that within one year, they have to mandate that staffing level. The second provision is a minimum staffing requirement for nursing. Under the current laws, all skilled nursing facilities are required to have eight hours of registered nurse coverage. This provision requires that we have RN coverage for 24 hours a day. Now, we know that both of these provisions, the minimum staffing provision and the RN provision, are well-intentioned. They are put together by people who, just as we do, want to improve the quality of care in skilled nursing facilities. Unfortunately, if these provisions actually became law, we believe that thousands, if not most, of the skilled nursing facilities in the United States would close. And I know that's a dramatic statement, but we believe it's true. And it would be true for two reasons. First, the workers are simply not there. It's one thing to mandate that we have a certain amount of employees, but it's completely unrealistic to do so if the employees are not there to hire. In the case of the mandatory minimum staffing requirement, we believe that it would ultimately lead to the need for us to hire at least an additional 150,000 workers on top of the 220,000 workers that we've already lost. And the question becomes, where do we get these workers? They're just not out there. And so if there is a mandate that you either have this level of staffing or you cannot operate, again, thousands, if not most of the buildings in the country would not be able to operate. The second flaw with the minimum staffing is that there is no funding for it. There are no Medicaid funds or Medicare funds or any other funding in the Build Back Better bill to pay for this. We estimate that this would cost in excess of $10 billion a year to an industry that's already flat on its back, to an industry where buildings are already closing because of COVID. And again, the question becomes, how in the heck can we expect providers to be able to comply with this if the money isn't there? The same flaws apply with the 24-hour RN coverage. Now, we support 24-hour RN coverage as long as it's paid for. But again, there's no language in the bill that pays for this. And we believe that the cost of this would be in excess of $2 billion a year. And on top of that, we face the same problem that we face with minimum staffing. The nurses are simply not out there. A mandatory 24-hour RN coverage provision would result in the need of at least 21,000 additional nurses a year. They're not out there. We have less nurses than we need right now. Just not realistic in the real world. All of this demonstrates what happens when bills are passed without regular order, without hearings, without discussion, without deliberation, without collaboration, you end up with things that sound good, but in fact have unintended consequence. And the consequence here is that the skilled nursing sector simply would not be allowed to continue. Here in Washington State, I'm going to think it's very unlikely that either of our senators are going to even question what's in this bill. They're just going to go party line. If you're in other states, contact your state senator. 
let them know the dangers of this Build Back Better. It's anything but Build Back Better. This is kind of like the infrastructure bill where one of the requirements, and it passed, has to be that uh, your new cars have breathalyzer tubes in them. You've got to blow and pass the breathalyzer so that your new car will start. That's just a couple years down the road. Where What that had to do with infrastructure, I have no idea, but that's in that bill. So just adding more cost and more complexity to your new vehicle. Let's not restrict our seniors from getting into assisted living, from getting into a nursing home. We can't have these facilities closing. They already are strapped and are limiting new patients coming in. We have to make nursing homes and assisted living available to our seniors. Let your senators know. For that matter, let your congressional representative know. If they voted yes on this Build Back Better fiasco, let them know how disappointed you are in their actions. Probably what we're going to find out is most of them didn't even read it. They were a Democrat, and they just, okay, we'll go along with the president. Some Republicans, they went along too, and uh, you've got to really question their party alliance there. Eric Carpenter, this is News Unbroken. I really appreciate your listening, and always welcome your comments.